You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today we're talking about common mistakes with conjunctions. Hello there and welcome to English with Monty. We're on to episode 23 and Gideon has come back onto the show after well only a short break actually but you're back in Paris aren't you again back I've been Paris. yo-yoing between Spain and France yeah but here I am back in Paris you're back in Paris and they've all missed you and they are happy you're back that's the rumor today we are going to talk about common mistakes made with conjunctions oh okay You weren't expecting that. Why do you invite me? <laughs> okay, no, no. Yes, okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You like the topic? Yeah. It's a good yeah, topic. I like it. I like it. Okay, great. What is a conjunction? Those like the linking words like and and but and however. Are those conjunctions? They are indeed, yes. And I think these are the kind of words that are quite tricky for people. I don't know about you, but I always have trouble with the as and the like one with students. So that's probably a good starting point, isn't it? With as and like. You used like then, but why did you use like? In the meaning of such as. Yeah. Okay, you're asking, is that a grammar question? I think I have the answer, but you mean, do you say as me or like me? You mean that type of question? Is that type of mistake you're referring to? Yeah. I mean, to me, I don't know how you've experienced this, but often with Italians, well, I'm, I'm picking on Italian. Sorry for doing that, but that's probably the most experience I have is with Italian people. And often they will use like and as not in the correct way, because I guess in Italian, there would be just one word for that. The idea of saying like, for example, you look like me or you look as me. I mean, which one would you say? I would say like me, but I would say you look. No, in this case, you have to say like me. Yeah. How would you define like in that case then? I think maybe, maybe the, the sorry, I'm not answering your, your question directly, but I think that even native speakers will make mistakes if you would call them mistakes. So, for example, Do it like I do, okay, which I think lots of native speakers would say, but that's not, well, it is grammatically correct if lots of native speakers are using it, but according to the grammar books, that's not correct. It should be do as I do, because we use as before a pronoun and a verb, but do it like I do is not correct. Do it like me is correct. Because normally you would use as before a subject and a verb, wouldn't you? Yeah. It's like in the same way as or in the same condition as. But you agree lots of native speakers get confused on that subject too. Yeah, it's definitely a thing, isn't it? But I say confused, I'm sure I do it myself. It's wrong, but I'm sure I do it myself. And if I'm writing, I probably think about it. Hmm. But if I'm speaking, I'm liable to say something like, do it like me. Would you? Probably, yeah. I think that's probably the most common mistake, isn't it, the native speakers would make. Mm -hmm. I think the other one that non-native speakers is just using as. Instead of be, like. Yeah, instead of like. Yeah, you should put like a pronoun after as or a person's name. Like would be similar to or the same as, wouldn't it? 
you would say it's like a palace. You wouldn't say it's not as a palace. Oh, it? I see what you mean. Yeah. It's like a palace. Yeah. For comparative. Yeah. So like okay. she's a teacher like me, not as me. Yeah. I hate weather like this, not as this. Agreed. But also like, I guess, can be used similar to the idea of such as. Some people don't like that because it can be ambiguous. I think I pointed this out in one of my YouTube videos. Maybe I was a bit too strict because I'm sure I'd say the same thing. I think, for example, I visited many countries like Italy and Portugal. And you say like Italy means similar to Portugal and Italy. What countries are they? You mean Spain. (laughs) So it could be ambiguous. I like desserts like chocolate cake. You mean similar to chocolate cake. But if you say such as... You don't get this ambiguity. When you say such as, it means I'm giving you examples from a longer list. So that's clear in some situations, but most of the time, I think we know from the context, don't we? We do from the context, don't we? And I suppose you wouldn't say like twice, would you? I like cake like this kind of cake. So you tried to mix it up, wouldn't well, you? I think some people would, though. That's true. But certainly when you were writing, you wouldn't do that, would you? No. But I would prefer to use such as in writing personally i'm not saying it's a hard and fast rule but i'm giving a list of examples uh, such as i think that's quite a nice place to start because also Mm -hmm. as well as can also be a preposition Mm -hmm. but then obviously the meaning is different from like right you could say susie is the manager of a company as the manager she has to make many important decisions oh yeah that's right Whereas if you said Susie is the manager of a company, like the manager, she also has to make very important decisions. Yeah, exactly. Very different meaning. Because as the manager, it's in her position as a manager, whereas like the manager, it's similar to what the manager does. It's true. It is a common mistake. I've heard that a lot, even from advanced students. They say, I'm working like a waiter. So you're not a waiter. You're just doing something similar to the waiter. I'm working as a waiter. You are, that's your job. That's a common mistake. The other ones that I was thinking about as well is because is quite an interesting one in the sense that people do get that wrong with why and because. And I think that's often because there isn't two words for it in other languages sometimes. Why and because? Yeah. This is why, this is because. I don't know. It's why he lives in London. It's because he lives in London. Does that help you? Yeah, it's why he lives in London. It's because he lives in London. There is often a substitute of using why when it should be a because, because the translation doesn't quite work. Yes, exactly. Be careful of translating. And these all these little words are complicated, aren't they? I think also you're saying, going back to as, that can be used as because, going to the beginning of a sentence. As you know, I'm one of the best singers in town. So it has a similar meaning to because, doesn't it? In some mm. cases. Yeah, I guess so. Because also as well, if you were using as instead of because, it's a bit more formal, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it's a bit of a change in terms of how you would use it. Yes. Also, I think in terms of punctuation, there's often a mistake that people would put because at the beginning of a sentence mm-hmm. as the first word, whereas you can't really do that, can you? You'd have to say... She did not come to school because she was ill. You would not say she did not come to school, full stop, because she was ill. Yeah, 
you have to create that link, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you'll normally put uh, because at the beginning of a sentence. Maybe there are some exceptions to that, but it's non-standard. There is that element with because, and people just have to be a bit careful of where they put it in sentence. Also, yeah. substituting why. I think another element is maybe when people are using things like neither or nor. Do we use oh, them yeah. that, that often? Do we need to use them that often? Neither nor. Hmm. I would argue yes. Okay, great. How <laughs> oh, I use them. Do you? They fulfill a grammatical function. They fill a need in the language. Mm. Because you have both. So if you have both, you need an opposite of both, which is for negatives, which is neither. So can you give us a good example? Do you speak Chinese, John? Yes. Well, it ruins my example. <laughs> so, but sorry, sorry. Don't. No, no, I don't. I don't. Okay, well, well I, I don't speak Chinese. speak Chinese, so n- neither of us speaks Chinese. It's a negative on both of us, is that right? Yeah, it's a negative of two. Okay. But I could just say I don't speak Chinese. And you don't speak Chinese, but what if you want to do one sentence? Oh, yeah, good point. Neither I nor Gideon speak Chinese. Yeah, you could say it like that, yeah. You don't speak Chinese and nor do I, or neither do I. So it's a negative agreement. Yeah. How would you use either or or? So you have both ands and the negative will be neither nor. And when you're indicating choice, it's either or. Either you can have a mango daiquiri or you can have uh, orange juice. I'll go for the mango daiquiri, I think. Okay. So that's either or. You can use either with, sorry, am I pouring you with the grammar? People want to know. They want to know. Okay. But you can, you can use either with a negative at the end of a sentence. You, you have to put either at the end of the sentence. You don't speak Chinese and I don't either. So I'm using don't, but then I put either at the end of the sentence. I could also say me neither. You don't speak Chinese and me neither. You don't speak Chinese and neither do I. So there's lots of ways of saying the same thing, basically. And that's a curious one as well, isn't it? Because we would, as native speakers, often we would say, I don't speak Chinese, me neither. But in theory, we should say, neither do I, right? More I think correct. me neither is correct, but it, it's it? Just sound, mm. it sounds a bit sweeter to the ear, doesn't it? You don't speak Chinese and neither do I. It sounds a little bit better. I'm not saying it's wrong. The other way is definitely correct, isn't it? Me neither. You, it's perfectly grammatically correct. But sometimes it's just the style-wise it's the right thing to say. That's another interesting mistake, isn't it? I think by non-natives is that often if you have like a negative aspect, then often people would say me too, when obviously you say me too, which is a positive aspect. So I speak French and you would say me too, or so do I, but then I don't speak Chinese. It's like me neither and neither do I. Yeah. I don't speak Chinese, me too. That's a very common mistake, yeah. So you've got to agree with negatives in English. Which surprises me because you hear that mistake in English, even from languages, you know, French and Spanish, I think Italian too, you do have the same. You're tampoco, you have have a different word for the negative. But when they speak it in English, they just use two. So they just have to be careful. But it exists in your own language. In many languages, I can't speak for all languages. Just be aware that if you're agreeing with a negative, Mm. yes, use neither. Or nor. Then you have to change it a bit more, don't you? So often it's better in a way just say me neither or me too, isn't it? Because if you say I am not French, 
you would say neither am I rather than neither do I. I encourage my students not to say, well, they can say mean, I don't speak French, me neither. I encourage my students to say neither am I, not because it's better, although it sounds like better, but not really, but just because it's a bit more difficult and people use it all the time. So you need to get used to it. Don't always take the easy path mm. hey, when you're starting out. We use it a lot. Not all English people just say me neither, me too all the time. We do use these other forms and they sound more precise. So yeah. I think that's Take the an, high road. I think that's an important point to make, though, isn't it? That you're trying to push your students a little bit, because in a way, it's a bit lazy, isn't it? To say me neither and me too. It will be easier to say, yeah, I just say me too, me neither. Don't bother with the others. This covers everything. <laughs> you're not doing your students a favor if you say that. I think really you've got to challenge them, and it's not that difficult. They're learning all the modal verbs anyway. I'm not saying they can't use it. I'm just saying something you need to learn because it's really part of the language. That's helpful, though. I think people will find that a useful thing to talk about. I was thinking about even though, that's quite a common one, isn't it? Even though, or although, although. Even if, even though. They're quite puzzling, aren't they? So how would you use even if, and how would you use even though? What's the difference? The difference is that even if is a hypothetical situation, it might not be true, but we'll do it if it's true or if it's not true. Uh, even if it's raining tomorrow, we're still going to have a picnic. Okay, we don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow. Even though you can't sing, I'm still going to ask you to sing a song. Okay, I know you can't sing, but it doesn't matter. It's a fact you can't sing, but you're still going to sing a song. That's why Britain came last in Eurovision, right? Because we can't sing. Oh, yeah, yeah I heard about that. Nil points. Yeah. Should be proud of that fact. It's, it's not easy to get zero. It's quite impressive, or, isn't it? It's really bad. <laughs> bad enough, most of the songs anyway. But I could have done just as well. That fills me with hope. <laughs> My terrible voice. Strumming three chords on the ukulele and singing a song I just made up on the spot. I would have done just as well as the guy who, the, all the marketing and all the training. So I would have done just as well. They Partly, could have saved themselves it? a lot of money. They could have done, yeah. We'll recommend that you go on the show next time. I'll do it for... Um, a bottle of sweet cider and packet of salt and vinegar crisps. So yeah, I'm in. Sold. I'll sort it out for you. Okay, thank you. I'll speak to my agent. If you would like to hear more of Gideon's lovely voice on his own podcast about curious and interesting things about the English language, it's Zeitgeist Banana. Just search for Zeitgeist Banana where you get your podcasts you will find some wonderful and interesting stories with more of me, too. Even though and even if, I think people have a good idea of that. What about although and though? Well, that's interesting. Do you want me to continue with my grammar things? Yeah, they're both to show contrast. Although is more of a written form. However, there's one interesting thing about though and that is you can use it at the end of a sentence, which is very idiomatic. You can um, use it at the end, but also in the middle as well, right? And also at the beginning. No, no, but I, I think people who are learning English, it's natural to put it in, in the middle. But what's not natural, because you don't find that in a lot of languages, you have though at the end or at the beginning as well. Although I don't like cocktails, I like mango daiquiris, okay? And don't like cocktails, although I like mango daiquiris, but you can also put the end, which is interesting in English. So I don't like cocktails. 
I like Mango Daikiri's though. Mm. You say the negative sentence, then you show contrast, and then you put though at the end with like a rising tone. And that's very difficult for learners of English. A lot of them find that a bit tricky because it's not easily translatable. And it would give more of an emphasis, right? If you're putting that at the end, it's like an afterthought almost. Yeah. But we use it all the time. You don't realize how much we use it. Do, don't we? Yeah. We do. We really use it. You can't put that although, just to be clear, you can only use that with though. You can't say although in that way. I'm going to look at three ones. Well, maybe I, I don't know whether I should put them together. I'm going to put them together and see what you think, see what your reaction is. So whether, if, and unless. Oh. Why have I grouped them together? It's a trick question. Not really. Whether and if. It's a complicated one, whether and if. Just to clarify, when we talk about weather, we're not talking about it raining in London, are we? No. We're talking no. about the word that's spelt slightly differently, but has the same sound. I think because weather is not a word that, again, is usually translated as if or see or something in the other language, but we have two words. If it rains tomorrow, we won't have a picnic. I don't know whether to have daikiri or an orange juice. I think students get confused. Why are you using weather there? Why weather? I was hoping you would explain. It's a bit different though, isn't it? Doesn't weather express a choice between two exactly, options? Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's used along with the conjunction or, right? The or can be implied. It doesn't have to be there. Okay. So it's implied. I don't know whether to go out tonight. But it also used to express an investigation, doesn't it? Something like that. For example? Yeah. If I said to you, hello, Mrs. Smith, is Mary at home? And you are Mrs. Smith and you say, I'm not sure. Let me check whether she's in her room. But that's also a choice, isn't it? Whether or not she's in her room. They're also indicated. Oh, it's not a choice, is it? It's more investigative, isn't it? Okay. Just to give you another point, I'll leave that one for the listener. Whether before a uh, infinitive. Before an infinitive? Yeah, you put whether, not if. Do you? What example? I don't know whether to go to... Australia or New Zealand. But you can say if. Not really. It should be weather. I'm sure some people say if. It should be weather before the infinitive. Okay. That's an important point. I like that one. And also after a preposition. You see, I've taught this before, John. I know I, all the rules. After a preposition, you also use weather. Yeah, this is why I get you on the show. I know you've taught all of these little nuances. Fatigued by it all. <laughs> Thinking about whether I should take a break. Maybe you should. That's after a preposition. That helps. So those sort of rules helps learners a little bit. If they have doubts, they can refer to the rules. I think we explained that pretty well. What, what about unless? Is unless something that people get confused with? Possibly. Well, how would you use unless? It means if not type of thing, isn't it? It is really, yeah. Unless you come by eight, we won't be able to finish this. Sorry, not an inspired example. It's not. Unless you give me 500 pounds, I will chuck you off my podcast. Exactly. So you could also say, if you don't. If you don't leave my room now, I will get very angry. Precisely. A bit more drama. So you could use it, unless it's like a different way, you could say, we can't go out tonight. We haven't got any money. Unless you can ask Uncle John, he can lend us some money. Which means the exception is if... That's true. Yeah, that's a good example. I like that one. We'll move on to such as or so as. If you insist. I've got an example here. Okay. 
he climbed up a tree such as to get a good view of the procession. Ah, oh, interesting. Not mm. correct. It's not correct, is it? So, so as is the reason why you do something. Yeah, so it indicates a purpose. So what does such as indicate? Well, such as has more than one meaning, doesn't it? Oh, I suppose so, yeah. But in this context. So, uh, so such as if for examples. Yeah, so... Introduce kind of, an example of something. So like a, a result, I suppose, doesn't it? It indicates a result. Okay. Why does it indicate a result? Well, I suppose no, an example is like a result. It's just a different way of saying it, right? I'm not sure it's a result. It gives a possibility. I want to have lunch with someone in the royal family, such as Prince George. It's one of many possibilities. I suppose so. Perhaps indicating a result is not the correct way okay. of thinking about it. Or as an example, isn't it? It gives an example. I think so. It's easier to think of it as an example. Because yeah. I would have lunch with many members of the royal family, but I'm just giving the example of George. Is there a Prince George? I don't know. Who's Probably. George? He's the Who's first George? born of William and Kate, possibly. Oh, is he? Okay. So maybe he's a bit young to have lunch with. You could have jelly with him, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Jelly and custard with Prince George. That, that's very memorable. Jelly and custard. Is that what you used to have at your birthday parties? Just going off topic a bit. When French people talk about English food... I said, do you like English food? They'll say, no, I don't like jelly. <laughs> As I think of our English food, it's fish and chips and jelly. That's all I eat every day. Great combination. Amazing, yeah. Okay, what about until? Until, okay. Because After a certain that... point in time. Yeah, that's something that's used a bit wrongly, isn't it? Until? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I've heard mistakes. I can't remember the top of my head how it's mistakes, but I've heard that being wrong. So it means to a point in time. And including mm -hmm. point in time in the future, you can arrive until 8 p.m. Then we're shutting the door. Not very inspiring aren't examples today, are they? You so, must have been drinking too much of your manga takiri. That yeah. means that you're not on form like you normally are. I'm sure I'll get a barrage of comments saying that Gideon was not on form today. That I'm implies not. that I have been in form all the other times. In other cases. Yeah, all the other times, in fact. I guess until can be similar to so far as well is that right how so so far i have done until this, we meet uh, again we'll put this aside till we meet again so far doesn't work in that sentence no it doesn't i suppose until is up to now though isn't it but so far can also be up to now right so again it depends on the context so it's not exactly the same but you can use it until this moment something's been happening mm -hmm. in the past and including this moment. So far today, I've drunk the five cups of coffee from the past mm -hmm. until now. I had three of your exotic drink as well. Also as well, I think since is something that's used in a not very correct way, isn't it? Yes, one of these words which has more than one meaning, meaning a starting point since we last met, being to Spain. So that'd be one meaning. You could say since, again, the meaning of because, in a way, since you don't like cocktails, I'll offer you something else. I suppose in that context, it's more of a formal way of saying something, though, isn't it? If you say since instead of because. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A little bit more formal, isn't it? You don't normally start a sentence with because. So maybe in spoken English is fine. But in written English, we wouldn't start a sentence or rarely with because. And I suppose if you say, since you don't like this, I will give you that. 
because seems a bit more matter of fact, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Whereas since yeah. in that case is a bit softer, isn't it? It doesn't quite have the exact same meaning, does it? No. Were there any others that came to mind off the top of your head? Can't think right now. There's things like no sooner. That's a bit more complicated, I think, because you need to use what's called inversion after the sentence. Yes, that's true, isn't it? No sooner had I done this rather than I had done this. I don't know. Maybe that's a topic for another day, inversion. It could be. Well, explain it briefly, because I think it's probably a common error. It's probably a higher level, isn't it, really? (coughs) Upper intermediate. It is an advanced level. Yeah, I did a, a video about inversion a few months ago. It's was, quite an interesting topic. Was that on Let Them Talk TV? That was on Let Them Talk TV. I just came to my plug-in <laughs> for the YouTube site. But just to briefly, in English, you use inversion to make questions. That's the, the usual case, isn't it? Can you swim? You, you invert the verb and the subject, okay? But there are other cases where you use this inversion, where you swap the subject and the verb to make it in the question form, but it's not a question. And after certain negative expressions that express a kind of surprise, you do that. And I know you mentioned no sooner, but I think the most common one, the one everybody uses every day is not only. Not only. I think it's more common than no sooner. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm glad you came up with that one. If you start a sentence with not only, then you need inversion. If it's in the middle of a sentence, you don't. But if you start a sentence, for example, not only have I drunk four cocktails, I've also eaten five donuts. Okay, so it's to show a surprise about two things at the same time. Not only does John speak Chinese, but also Indonesian. I do, yeah. I speak both yeah, of those so, languages extremely well. Yeah. You're showing surprise. If I just said John speaks, let's say Italian, John speaks Chinese and Italian, that's just a standard flat sentence. But sometimes you want to ooh, give it a bit of flair, the sentence, so you, you use this inversion. Not only does he, you see, does he? It's like a question, isn't it? Does he speak? Does he speak? Not only does he speak uh, Chinese, but also Italian. See, it sounds like a question, but it's not a question. It's true, yeah. Because, you know, not only is Gideon not on form today, but he's hideously drunk. <laughs> i got to think a better example of that. There are lots of COVID examples at the moment. I wouldn't, I'm trying to stop those because whenever they think of an example, well, not only can we not go out, but also we can't, something like that. So, But I'm trying to avoid those. I think my, my original examples were good. But, but I should say there are a few cases. So not only it's the most common, but yeah, as you said, no sooner would be another case where you use inversion. That was nice to give people a bit of a taster of inversion, though. I think it might be worthy of a podcast on its its own for advanced Mm. listeners. I think you might be right. Everybody can look forward to that. We can do that in the future, definitely. So not only did we do it on this podcast, but we'll do it on another one too. Indeed. Great example. I think that's more or less it. I can't really think of too many other things. Okay. You don't want uh, information overload. I think you've given it a lot of uh, food for thought. We covered a lot of ground. We have covered a lot of ground, haven't we? And hopefully that's covered most of the things that people commonly have difficulties with. And I promise you next time Gideon will be much better. <laughs> okay.
actually you were fantastic but i have a, a very low expectation of you you also have a podcast don't you i do have a podcast and we've got wonderful guests in an upcoming episode and that's who is it oh it's you it's you again john it's me yes. speaking rp english isn't it yeah ex- exactly podcast is called zeitgeist banana and a quick plug for my youtube channel let them talk tv exactly and we spoke about london the other day and yeah. i discovered that gideon has a cockney cousin and also a cockneyometer in his house where he can measure how cockney you are. Pretty <laughs> incredible. It's true. It's true. Yes, I made a video on the cockney uh, accent and I was trying to uh, demonstrate how it worked. So I invented this cockneyometer, which has a scale. And the higher on the scale, the more cockney you sound. And uh, yeah, it went down quite well. So that means any cockney that c- comes to your house. Plug them in. Yeah. Have electrodes uh, <laughs> up their nose and in their ears and, oh, and other orifices. And uh, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound good. How, how cockney they are. It sounds like a horrible experiment. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to send any cockneys around to your place anytime okay. soon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening, listeners. And I hope you enjoyed that. I hope that was fruitful and changed your way of thinking about conjunctions. Thanks for joining me, Gideon. My pleasure. You've been enlightening on the grammar front as always. You've been listening to English with Monty. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave me a donation online via our website. Monty is a small independent company and I do all the editing myself. I would suggest £2.50 to buy me a coffee or £5 for a beer. MontyEnglish.co.uk Then just click on the podcast button at the top. You can donate here. Thank you. I appreciate it.